Let me introduce you to our latest sponsor, the Andre Law Firm. Andre Law can represent you or your business in a variety of civil and commercial matters. Do you have a client that has proven difficult to collect from? Andre Law also specializes in collection law and can expedite your collection on judgments from your defaulting clients. The principal of Andre Law Firm is Tony Andre, a North Miami native with years of experience representing businesses and individuals throughout the state of Florida. Based in Aventura, you can give him a call at 786 786- Seven zero eight zero eight one three, or visit his website at andrelaw.com. Again, give Andre Law a call at seven eight six seven zero eight zero eight one three to set up your consultation. Let me introduce you to another sponsor to the podcast: You Break Wheel Repair and Remanufacturing Company. Tired of your wheels? Give your car a new and refreshed look by powder coating them a new color. Even make it heat, hurricanes, or dolphins colors. Wheels faded and scratched, renew them with our in-house wheel refinishing. They'll also repair cracked and bent rims while also offering in-home service. They also offer powder coating and full metal finishing of many other metal items such as outdoor furniture. U-Brake Wheel Fix has 15 years experience based right here in North Miami. You can check out a gallery of their work on Instagram at U, that's the letter U, Brake Wheel Fix. That is U, Brake, Wheel W-H-E-E-L Fix For information call 305-748-0112 Or you can also visit them on the web At youbreakwheelfix.com That number again is 305-748-0112 Welcome to 3 Yards Per Caddy A podcast covering the Miami Dolphins And the NFL Now here's your hosts Chris Alf and Simon. And we're on, and welcome to another edition of Three Yards with Carrie. I'm Alfredo Arteaga. Simon Clancy is here. Chris Kaufman is here. And let me introduce you to the official beer of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that's Biscayne Bay Brewing Company. Whether it's their Miami Pale Ale or their Saison, which I like, it's their my favorite. I still haven't had the Tropical Bay IPA, but I hear it's pretty good. The Marlins Lager, by the way, they're, they're going to start playing baseball again. What's a lager? Lager. It's a lager. A lager? Are you going to tell me how to? (laughs) Yes, it's a lot. It's because that's what it's pronounced. Lager, not a lager. Lager. No, it's It's a a lager. Lager. Okay. Lager. Not a lager. God, lager. Lager. (laughs) That sounds like a southerner talking about about, lager. What about pilsner? How do you pronounce pilsner? Pilsner. 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 That, that's okay. That's pretty easy. It's and Saison is correct, right? I'm I'm, I'm it's right phonetic, on that. really. Saison, I mean, Saison is uh, yeah, it does have a pronunciation. But also, who says Pilsner? It's Pils. What? Everybody says Pilsner. Yeah. No. I mean, you can call it a pil. You can. I'm not. I mean, you not can. saying You can't. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's not like that. There's it. one way to do it. <laughs> it's de- but whatever. It's definitely not a leisure or whatever. I didn't say leisure. I said lag- Although, lager. I was gonna let it. I was gonna let it go last week. Uh, you, more than you, you, you pronounce Saison a little, a little, just like a little off. I can't remember how you did it. If it was like Sasson or something like that, but no, it was Saison. A Saison. <laughs> well, anyway, Biscayne Bay Brewing Company. Get it at Total Wine, ABC Liquors, Publix, or just have it delivered to you by Instacart. Now, if you want more information on Biscayne Bay Brewing Company. Just go to BiscayneBayBrewing.com and get more information. All right. Now, 
Simon has a read that he's going to do later on in the show, and he wasn't going to do it at the top of the show because he has... I have small ears listening. Yes. <laughs> he has an audience around him. <laughs> now, I don't know what, you know, what we were going to talk about because nothing's really going on. They're just showing up at camp. There's a new protocol where I guess if you're caught in public and you can endanger the NFL season, I guess, you get fined $50,000. I guess that's a pretty good disincentive to be running around gallivanting about in clubs but Cordero Trankersley got cut it's the second time we mentioned him on this podcast in three years and in two weeks well, yeah we uh we dragged him pretty hard last week and uh yes. and then he got cut <laughs> yes it's you know uh, he got COVID and then they cut him which is kind of that's kick that's kicking a man while he's down yes I would say so but uh Simon, no surprise here. That's that draft is dreadful. Yeah, terrible. I mean, uh, and look, he wasn't going to make the team anyway. So, I mean, you know, he had a couple of that. The, the goal line breakup against Atlanta was a high, but you know, he got burnt like Elvis Patterson. I mean, he was toast, and I don't think he ever really recovered from the injury. So, um, I think Alan Hearns opting out of the season is probably bigger than mm-hmm. Cordero. No, definitely. getting cut. Although, Although I wonder, I wonder, given the news, given the news we were just talking about um, with, you know, the the fines and stuff like that. Um, do you suppose that maybe Cordrea Tankersley was engaging in some questionable behavior uh, en route to testing positive to COVID? And and this is sort of a message about everybody taking this seriously. I, maybe. Yeah. I, if you think about it, you know. One of those guys, like, we always think about, okay, these guys can pay these fines, you know, no problem. Mm-hmm. That's because we have in our head the guy that makes 15 to $20 million a year. But what if you make 147 What do you make 247 And yeah, now you got to pay a quarter of your salary because you're bad. spotted at a, at a Taco Bell. <laughs> That's a fifth, by the way. No. Well, not if it's $200. <laughs> can not do, can't do English. Can't do maths. Terrible. <laughs> Out of the three um, of us, uh, one of us speaks two languages. At least one of them, you know, half as good. As the how many Simon, languages do you speak? Two. I've heard I Simon speak. Languages. I've heard Simon speak British and American. Exactly. I, could, I three can kind of speak Italian, but uh, it's broken. <laughs> I mean, I could get by in Spanish. I can speak French. I can speak English. I can speak American. Um, so you that, can speak American. So, <laughs> you use so, that one where, where I, Alabama. I can actually I can get by in Spanish a little bit, and I can if I brush up, especially if I brush up because I had so many years of it. Um, but I can get by in uh, Japanese as well. So there you go. Wow, see you can get Sayonara, by. Alf. <laughs> you can get Arigato by. Mm. Say something yeah. in Japanese, football related. It just said Sayonara. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's good enough, but uh, I wish I knew the word for player like offhand. Actually, I don't. I don't know that. Um, oh, I do. <laughs> Preya. <laughs> really? I mean, that's that. That is got to be cut out because otherwise. <laughs> no, that's not. That's not. I'm not even joking. <laughs> no, it's not. The Japanese. No, are I'm, I'm it, telling you not. right now. I'm telling you in, in Japanese. In Japanese, they pretty much just bastardize a lot of english words they have an entire alphabet for it basically um you know for you know, technical technical words um like just 
taking taking English words. I mean, they use you have to know three alphabets to read the paper there. Um, well, fourth, I think, if you can, can uh, count the, you know, what the alpha out there. Yeah, if if you count the uh, the you know the English language um, lettering uh, the Romanji, then I you know I think that's that's four alphabets you'd have to know to read read a four Japanese alphabets. newspaper. Yeah. You know, it's interesting it's pretty, that it's in Spanish. We have like three different alphabets depending on the region. Yeah, and if you're well, okay. So, so tell me, tell me your experience. Like, what's the hardest? What's the most difficult dialect for you to understand? Mandarin. No, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm talking to Alf. Okay. Look, like, you Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As I'd, I'd overall, love to hear Alf talk Welsh. Overall, <laughs> I, I would say, yeah, I think Simon answered for me, but in Central South America or in the Caribbean, uh, Argentina, because certain okay. words that are benign in my culture are complete insults in theirs. So, mm. you know, you have to do a, do a Welsh accent, do, do a Scottish accent, add a Welsh accent. I can't do a Scottish uh, accent at all. Of course I can't you do can. But which, which one is the Welsh accent? <laughs> I mean, just have a try and see where you end up. Do English first. Okay. This is way better than Cordain and Tankers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I can, I can, I can do Simon English. Go on. Then. Well, who says who says hello instead of hello? Nobody. Oh, please, nobody. <laughs> you sound like a gay Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> do that again. That's chim chimney chim chim cheroo. <laughs> Anybody right. find it you weird sound... that in Hunt for Red October, first time, was, uh, first time I ever saw. By the way, first time I ever heard Simon on anything on any like radio uh, or podcast or whatever was him singing Jim Jim <laughs> or, or that, that song, that Dick Van Dyke song. It just came across my TV, but anybody ever find it funny that there was a, a Scottish sub commander and supposedly he's really high up in the Soviet Navy. It always oh, bothered me ever since I watched that movie. Sean Connery. Yeah. His accent is extremely Scottish. Do it. Do his accent. No, he tried. He tried Russian at like the very beginning of the movie, and it just all fell apart. I can't do that. I can't do that accent. I just have a guy. Is he Welsh? Is he Welsh? Sean Connery. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where he's from. I don't know where he's from. Come on. He's Scottish. He's clearly not Welsh. Is he? Is he? Okay. Who is Welsh? Who would I know that's that's got a Welsh accent? I can't do. I can't do his accent. I'm trying to conjure up. uh, uh, Let me see a line from from the movie. while we sit, no, I can't do it. I just can't do it. Wait, no, for for you talk. Are you talking about still talking about Sean Connery? Because because there's the the SNL skits. It's like I'll take the penis mighty out. Oh my well, god! Not, I mean that's that's, that's, that's all right. That's all right. Actually. <laughs> I mean who's Welsh? And Anthony Hopkins. Does it work, man? <laughs> no, that wasn't quite as good. That sounds like you're constipated. That's the Chicago way. The Chicago. Brad Pitt's Welsh. Really? Is he? Wait, wait I think, what? I think Brad Pitt was born in Wales, I think. Really? Oh, no, maybe he wasn't. He was born in Wales. I thought he was just completely American, like not from California. born anywhere else. Yeah, from, yeah, basically. We're going to have to look this up. 
<laughs> I'm gonna Google who is Welsh. <laughs> I mean, so Anthony Hopkins, Welsh. Obviously. Oh, is he? Okay. Silence of the Lambs. Okay. Um, who else? Richard Burton, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, Catherine Zeta-Jones is Welsh. Yeah. Yeah. That I, that I recall, but I don't. I know one specific Welsh guy because I saw him play for the national team, Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale is Welsh. There is he the best footballer that's Welsh? Uh, well, he's the best current. Ryan Giggs. I remember Ryan Giggs, right? Yeah. Uh, Gareth Bale or Ryan Giggs. I mean, Ryan Giggs, I mean, this is really boring. Ryan Giggs didn't really play for Wales very often because he always pretended he was injured, so he wouldn't have to lose, get injured, re- properly get injured and lose playing time for Manchester United because Wales was so shit. That was why. Yeah. Okay, here, here are the top 10 sexiest. We have nothing to talk about. Here are the top 10 sexiest accents in the UK. Do you, do you know who – can you guess what number one is, Simon? Geordie. Oh. Scouse. Hmm. Uh, no, that came in at that came in at sixth, and and your that came in at seventh. Which did? Uh, which ca- so Scouse which- Scouse came in at sixth. Right, and, and, and what came in at seventh? Did you say Jordy or or Jordy? Jordy. Jordy. How weird, man! Jordy, man, Newcastle. <laughs> How weird, the lads, pet. That's Newcastle. <laughs> number one. So, number one. Uh, Cockney. That's that's the that's the worst. That came out of tenth. Oh, did it? Yeah. Uh, Br- oh wait, Brummy. Well, I I shouldn't say the worst. Actually, actually, the worst is Brummy. Like uh, that okay. came in at fiftieth. That's a great accent. And number one, number one for sexiest is Essex. Does is oh, that okay. just because it has the word sex in it? No, <laughs> it could be. No, <laughs> I mean, it's a terrible. Is it? Yeah, it's est- it's kind of yeah estuary English. It's not very good. I was just looking at that one and saying, "What the fuck is estuary English?" There you go. Does the United States have the most different accents with that that they share one language with? Uh, how many different accents in the United States? A ton. No, the most of any other country sharing one language. Because you have Southern uh, you have. The uh, the upspeak of California, uh, the New York accent. Yeah, I have twenty twenty distinct regions. If there were forty in the U, or there were fifty in the UK, and I have mm-hmm. twenty in the United States. Really? So apparently, China has the most accents in the same language in the world. What is a? There is no such thing as a Floridian accent. What the? Really? Yes, there is. You're hearing it. It's like the lack of an accent. Hmm. A laxent. A laxent, yes. We'll call that. <laughs> I went on NFL.com, and, they're, and uh, evidently they're ranking quarterbacks again. So they have even less than, than we have uh, to talk yeah. about. That's always a go-to. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, they make that, that top 100 list, and they put Lamar Jackson number one and Patrick Mahomes evidently yeah. the third-best oh, yeah. quarterback. In All the you have to do is disrespect Patrick Mahomes, and then you get people talking. <laughs> yes and come on like really and now they're doing uh the kelly stafford thing again so yeah the nfl is absolutely th- th- there's nothing going on like they're trying not to be in the news let me see anything else we should just have silence in our in our podcast <laughs> yeah the, this should be the silence podcast like do you uh, watch um do you watch peaky blinders 
Man, I, I started not, watching no. that. I started watching that, then I stopped, but I gotta pick it up that, again. It's that's a Brummie accent. That's a oh, is it, that's that's an, so. If I ever if I have to figure out what Brummie is, then I should just watch the Bra- show. Brummie, yeah, yeah. All right, that worked. That's that's a that's a good reference. That's a good shout. Yeah, you see. Hmm. So Tua ran, and this time, like he didn't he have his good. hand awkwardly in his pocket. Well. He looked good, says Alf. He was but, running up and down. You yeah, he was running up and down, and, and like we post like this picture. <laughs> I love the reply. Somebody was like, "Did you take this? Did you take this photo through a potato?" <laughs> like in, in the in the WhatsApp group, Alf's like, oh, "He's running. He's running really well. He looks he looks like he's definitely running. He's putting one he's putting one foot in front of the other." Yes. Oh man, he's got a smooth. He's we a natural. Go, he's a natural go, mover. One of you was questioning his gait, okay? Because he was grabbing. Because he was grabbing his junk the entire time. I'm just wondering why. Maybe that's a thing that he does. Okay, I guess. You know? I respect it. And now they show pictures of him, you know, half sprinting. You got to get excited for that. He's healthy. He's going to practice. I want to see him I want to see him do that while continuing to, you know, stay committed. If you're going to grab your junk, if us. you're going to grab your junk while moving around. Yeah. There is one bad sign for us Tua Tagovailoa truthers, uh, you know, starting truthers. Uh Ryan Fitzpatrick. Is this like is this like QAnon? This is like QAnon. Yes. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is in good shape for whatever reason. I guess the quarantine, he decided, all right, instead of eating this year, I'll just get in shape. He's probably, no, he he's is, probably in he good is shape. in good shape? He's probably in good shape because he's been in the NFL for like 20 years and he understands what to do. Nah, last year in camp, he, he was com- it was grotesquely out of shape, Simon. Yeah, yeah he still threw for, what, 3,000 yards, 20 touchdowns. But in his and defense. NFL team to five wins. <laughs> But in in his defense, he had a lot of cake. Yes, and he said that. <laughs> he said he enjoyed a lot of cake for an entire offseason. So evidently this year he's in good shape. All right. Mm. Boy, imagine Ryan Fitzpatrick in good shape. <laughs> I'm just And he is forty three, huh? He's, he's thirty seven. How old is he? <laughs> thirty seven, Tom. Oh, I'm I, just about <laughs> I just started saying 42 and it, it caught on. <laughs> well, I'm going to make him 43. Yeah, he is 37. That is He's strange. 45 years old. Your facts matter here, gents. <laughs> wow, he did have a good season last year. Holy shit. You're just figuring that out. You, like, I just figured you, you out. Just, I, did you just catch up on the season? Did you I, uh, did you I, just finish the last game? For whatever thought, I, ha- I had it in my head that he was just adequate last year. No, he was actually good last year. Like, that's a top three Tannehill's uh, season, I would say. Okay, mm-hmm. top three. Top three. I, it, I, give, it, I give it top three. Yeah, I'll give it top three Tannehill season because Tannehill had ultimately – you know how many good seasons here? About three, if About that. Three. Yeah. Two, two, two that we could say, yeah, they were good, because yeah. last year here was not good. Yeah. So two that were good and one that was adequate, which was that that twenty-seven touchdown year. But yeah, yeah, I would say yeah, uh, he's in there. He belongs in there. What do you guys make of of well until today that the Dolphins had nobody opt out and the deadline by the way is Thursday for opting out 
Is that yeah, good luck keeping nothing? that good luck keeping that deadline. I mean, I, I don't I don't know how they can enforce. You know, what if it gets worse? What if what if uh, I don't know Ryan Fitzpatrick's wife gets cancer, for example? I mean, God forbid. But what if something akin to that happens? At some point, somebody's going to have to make a decision that they're going to have to step aside based on you know contributing factors i mean look, I six months ago we didn't have a clue what was going on yes in six months time or even three months time i mean the world looked very different three months ago than it does now yeah you know in three months time are we going to be able to make the same decisions we're making today i think the nfl's limitation on players opting out is pretty poor i think yeah, it's going to handle it badly mm. yeah i agree but they're i mean their their intention is just after the deadline it's just going to be like every other season right you, you may you may decide that you can't play anymore but there's probably you know there's some um consequences did you uh, see jack del rio's comments no i didn't say now oh, on players opting out he said i have views that wouldn't sit well with my occupation <laughs> glad to see that um glad to see they fixed that um they fixed that culture problem in washington he's been talkative huh he likes to talk he's an actual idiot i I think what we need uh, to get is uh is mike gundy and the uh the nfl because you know then he'll just top everybody perhaps literally if they're if they're yeah i mean i probably shouldn't say that joke and rogers beard (laughs) Is a ten. Yes, I thought his comments. I thought his comments the other day were fascinating to um to Carl Brandt about his future and knowing that you know his career is going to be elsewhere from Green Bay. But then his coach says he's going to be here a very long time. That's just coach speak, right? I mean, Cliff Cliff Kingsbury said Josh Rosen was our guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, these guys lie a lot, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, I think that's uh, yeah, that's that's got to be. You know, the thing that's in the back of my mind is, hey, Aaron Rodgers experienced it firsthand that he was drafted, and then they continued on with Brett Favre for like three more years. Hmm. Yeah, and he said that. He said, you know, he said that. Look, uh, I think he, I don't know if you saw it, and uh, you know, but he said that uh, when he so he said. He was. He got into the twenties. He said, "I began to get pretty excited." And he said, "The kid, the the, the kid Jefferson from LSU, who I'd watched quite a lot, was um was there." He said, "And uh, I got pretty excited." He said, and "Then you know, disappointed when um when he went to Minnesota." And he said, um, "He said, but I was fine." He said, "Because I knew the kid from Clemson was there, and I hadn't seen him as much as Jefferson, but you know, I liked him." He said, "I know that the team were really high on the kid from Arizona State, Brandon Ayuk." Um, yeah. And he said, then I got a text message from a, from my marketing manager that just said, who was at the draft, that or who was at, at one of the sort of press, you know, where the information came comes out quicker. Um, and he just said, he just texted Rogers and just said, quarterback, question mark, question mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. And he, said, I'm quite, <laughs> and he said, I'm quite a bit, and he was like, oh, okay. And he said, I'm quite a big whiskey fan. He said, but at that point, I poured myself four fingers of tequila <laughs> and um, put myself in for a good night. He said, but the good, the interesting thing that I thought he said was that he said, you know what? The next morning, he said, he said, I spent the evening replying to texts. He said, I got my phone was sort of blowing up with people messaging me, asking me if I was all right, and FaceTiming me and stuff. He said, but the next morning, he said, I phoned Jordan straight away. It's the first thing I did. 
to tell him, you know, I'm really looking forward to working with you. You know, it will be great. Don't listen to what people are saying. He said, because I've been there. I've done it. I know how terrible it feels. He said, you know, that's a lifelong dream or a childhood dream for somebody. And, you know, in a way that's being sullied because somebody's saying, oh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be pretty pissed. So I thought, you know, yeah. I love Rodgers anyway. And I thought that was pretty, um, that was a pretty cool thing to hear him say. Yeah, that's nice, especially like if you think about Rodgers and his, he kind of had the double whammy, right? I mean, he uh, he had that big fall, very visible, very public, very, you know, cameras all over him every pick as he fell through. And um, and then uh, and then on top of it, he gets taken to Brett Favre's team and Brett Favre is like, you know, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So for three years. You guys mentioned something uh, in the chat this week as far as what they're going to do with the salary cap going forward. We've seen yeah, that's an, that's an interesting – we should talk about that a little bit. That, yeah, we've gotten some our... answers since then. So you can expand on that, Chris. Yeah, I don't know. I, well, I think, I think you had some answers as to how they might smooth this out. Yes. But, I mean, the, the, what I've heard is that the hip could be as much as $35 million, uh, $35 million down in um next year and if that was initial proposal was 40 million wasn't it yeah yeah it was i mean i right and and that's a that's a massive for that to be a universal hit for everybody there is just going to be so much blood in the streets as far as uh contracts are concerned and and it's not and it's not going to begin next year it's going to start now i think i can speak for the (laughs) nfl pa that that is a no-go and reason to walk out on the cba Especially as the fact oh, the owners, the, the owners been making money hand over fist for decades. You know, it's still, yeah, isn't right. it time for them to? Isn't it time for them to take a hit instead of the players? I mean, they're Especially the guys that are putting themselves in the line. Such a small, and I, I know it's forty million dollars, people. Okay, don't get in my mentions, but it's a small shortfall for these owners. It really hmm. is. I mean, look, owners are going to own the teams until the end of time, pretty yes. much, aren't they? I mean, you know, players will have a very limited amount of years to make their money. And the, the kind of the drop in the cap would be, I don't know, I mean, it would seem fairly unprecedented selfishness, I would imagine, from from the owners, although that's not exactly a rarity. <laughs> um, but it's pretty telling where their priorities lie, I think. And, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I, that they're going to... I don't think they're going to dump it on the players. Uh, if anything, they'll dump it on their partners, ESPN, ABC, NBC, Fox. Yeah. I think they'll dump it on them and say, you guys make up the shortfall, make it up somehow, put it in the contract, put it over the life of the contract. And if they do that, man, you're talking about very small shortfalls for the foreseeable future. So I don't think it'll be that big of a problem. But there is one team that is really positioning themselves for – a very short turnaround next year, and that's the New England Patriots. It's a mystery. A very short turnaround this year to from being good to shit. Well, I think they're going to be bad this year, but I'm saying that the short turnaround is going to be that next year they're going to be pretty damn good because they're going to be able to add a lot of talent. You mean from their own ranks because guys will be coming back from COVID opt-outs? Not only that, but they're getting a lot of cap space, about $35 million worth. Yeah, they're 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 getting a lot of cap relief this year. Thirty, yeah, that's that's the figure that I saw is thirty four. Which makes 35. the signing of Cam Newton even dumber, right? I, I is it dumb or is it you know I kind of I kind of think of it as a beard. I mean, it, they paid him like a million bucks, right? 
And if they and it, and here's the thing about signing Cam Newton, which everybody was like questioned it. Oh, is he going to fit in New England culture and stuff like that? So so if Cam Newton goes to New England and then doesn't play, um, who's really going to act all that surprised? Well, you know, we didn't think it was a great fit anyway, and he's not he's not getting the culture and stuff like that. You know, they're and so so he, if he doesn't play, he's not going to get those incentives. He's just going to be paid a million bucks. And if and and then at the end of the day they get to say hey we signed Cam Newton we tried wouldn't surprise me if they signed Jadavion Clowney now that would be interesting and that would be you know that would fly in the face of any any thoughts about them just like taking the year off and he keeps and uh, it's interesting that Seattle unless they sign him and he opts out <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'll be something but and Seattle saying that the the key is under the mat for Antonio Brown, that's odd. Have you ever seen a team openly court a player that's suspended for half the season to start the season like that? Um, I mean, John Schneider and John Schneider and um, Pete Carroll do things differently, though, don't they? I mean, yeah, you know, that's... Uh, that? uh, and Seattle are a team that, I mean, what is it, seven of the last eight years they've been in the playoffs? I mean, that's a team, much like the Patriots, who don't really concentrate in September. Um, you know, the, the Seahawks are pretty much know they're playing the playoffs. So, you know, keep yourselves in contention. And, you know, you bring Antonio Brown into week, week eight. I mean, when did Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon came in for that Monday night game, didn't he, against the 49ers last year? That was his mm. first game, probably week 10, maybe. So I don't think it's... um. I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility that he ends up that he ends up there. I think they do remind me a little bit, you know, of the um, the Dolphins back in, uh, you know, obviously loads better at the quarterback position, but they remind me a little bit of the Dolphins back in like the early two thousands, the Wanstead years, like always always looking for that that edge piece to push them over the top, and you know, convincing yourselves like convincing ourselves that Junior Seau is it, convincing yourself that. Antonio Brown is it? Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see it. Jay Fiedler, yeah, or <laughs> Cecil Collins, yeah, yeah. Diesel, or Kellen Balage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, nobody's convinced of that, mate. Now there's a cap casualty for you. That's I mean, that's the guy. That's a guy who drinks Lager or whatever it is. The Lager, Lager, <laughs> Lager. 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 He is a lagger. He's a you lagger. It, it just occurred to me why I called it a lagger because in Spanish they they, they call it lager. They call yeah. it cerveza. Well, cerveza is regular beer, but but that's yeah, that's the specific. And they, they actually pronounce pilsner, pilsner. Okay, but the lager. Everybody, every language pronounces it pilsner. Yes, but lager uh, in Spanish is actually lager. Damon uh, Lager. That, that totally sounds like you're calling somebody a name. Like, like that's what you call Kalen Balaj when he runs for one yard. There was an interesting thread on on Twitter saying, if you're ever taken hostage and you get to speak to to the police, uh, what code word would you use? And somebody said, Kalen Balaj will be starting this year. <laughs> As a signal to the police, like, hey, come get me. I'm I'm kidnapped. <laughs> I feel sorry for Cat. No, actually, I don't. I, he's he's doing all right for himself. He's, he's not paid. getting that much money. He's not getting that much money, but he, you know, he's he's doing all right, and he'll have a shot. And you know, no matter what we say, no matter how much we drag there, him, there can be a rebirth in yeah, the XFL. Completely. Under under, under Rock the Dwayne 
rock Dwayne Johnson. He's yeah. He's gonna and, and if, resurrect that. If game. there is, if there is, you could point at nothing else but the fact that he was just so so very good in training camp. And it's like, oh, okay. There it is, even though it showed up none in uh in the regular season last year. Yeah, his job is always to look good in training camp. So to keep cashing those checks. Simon, you want to tell our listeners about a new sponsor to the show? Yeah, so support. <laughs> support. You'll see where I'm going in a minute. Speaking yeah, of ball. See, speaking of ballage. Speaking of ballage. Maybe we could get him to model the Manscaped range. Kalen ballage. The support for three yards per carry is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Yes, you heard it right. I said it there. Chris, palm this one off on me, so no excuses here. There'll be no lagers, no largers, (laughs) some ballages. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for the family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Lads, when it comes to grooming that area, what we're talking about here, I'd imagine you two boys probably need a strimmer to get through yours, whereas I'm obviously European and therefore beautifully quaffed in that area. I live in Miami, Simon. If we don't shave our balls down here, you know, literally, we, we can die everybody, from it. Everybody knows it. It's humid and disgusting and muggy down here in Miami. Okay, let's hope so. Let's do hope you use so. a well, straight razor? Do I use a what? Do you use a straight razor? I use a lawnmower. No, I mean, I do it so often that I just use a lady shaver thing. (laughs) Anyway, if you don't use a razor, Manscaped have redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer. I can't believe I've read that out loud. A ball hair (laughs) trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved lawnmower 3.0. 3.0. When Alf sent this to me, I actually thought I it was for Lord Mower. I have to see this. I, I thought it was for Lord Mower, not for <laughs> actually, literally what I'm talking about. Third generation Turo features a cutting edge ceramic blade to advance grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you this is premium, this is ball sack premium. Battery lasts up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. It's waterproof so you can do it in the shower. Best place to do it, gentlemen. Well, bath's pretty good as well. Just sort of pull forwards and away you go. One of the coolest features is apparently an LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for closer, more precise trimming. So I'm not sure whether you attach that to the other end of the bath or whether that's on the trimmer or whatever. But anyway, if you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk, gentlemen, because you know you need to. And I bet there's 95% of people listening who are like the bloody forest down there. So 20% off, free shipping with a code at manscaped.com and your missus will thank you but most of all your balls will thank you get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code which i'll give you in a second because i can't read it all on the same page at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code and the code is alf 5rsn 5rsn and you get 20 percent off on the lawnmower 3.0 can sort I- your balls out yeah, keep, keep those balls nice and clean, people. Okay, can I can I read can I read some reviews of the lawnmower? Hit it. Like, yeah, okay, because I, I I just found some. So this this comes from from Braden R in Scottsdale. There's so many Bradens out there. 
I had the lawn, I had the original lawnmower, then upgraded to the lawnmower 2.0 when it came out. Of course, when 3.0 came out, I had to get it. How could it be better than 2.0? It turns out there are features you wouldn't even think about on a trimmer. My favorite is the LED light that helps light up Knew my man zone, <laughs> so to speak. No more dark nooks and crannies to have to navigate. No. I can't live without the lawnmower 3.0. That's a positive oh, awesome. there. That's the a, man that's, that's, zone. The yeah, man and if, zone. And if you and if you and if you explore their website, there's many other things on there. Listen, I got this nuts. gift. Use I got Manscaped. this as a gift for my dad. <laughs> Apparently, he's been manscaping for a while now. Good for him. Can I just say that my son has been listening to this entire podcast and he's just sitting there shaking his head as I'm reading this bald shaving thing. This is this is this is the this is the opus I'm leaving the next generation. Uh, <laughs> you're leaving the, hey, you know, it's you know, it's I gotta say, so it looks pretty sleek. I'm looking at it right now. It's a good it's a good looking machine. Thanks, boys. Oh, sorry, you're looking at the actual sorry, I thought you were looking at me. <laughs> You know, Let's get out. Of course, so, you know. somebody, somebody close this shit down. Let's get out of here. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.